Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along. Move along. Come Another broadcast of Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Blog Talk, Satan'sRapture.com, Rapture.org, our band's site, and I'm here with my co-host, Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine. Hi, Pastor. How are you this morning? I'm okay. How are you doing, Lorraine? This afternoon. I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, it's cool. And here's another broadcast. And, you know, as I always say, you know, pathetic, but totally prophetic. This is the only broadcast on this planet anywhere, a broadcast, a podcast, sermon, any cast, anything, that's actually preaching the whole truth of the gospel today from Genesis to Revelation and back again. And that and truth you know, and that, well, it is anywhere, right? And did, um... And that truth is that Jesus is the Christ, the son of a living a third of this pagan trinity God that's synonymous with Christianity today. And that's why Christianity is a powerless dead religion, because it has a false God. You know, if 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 the churches set up an evergreen tree in their churches and prayed and worshiped to it, people would realize how false it is. But because it's this twisted trinity, God, and a verse here and a verse there to try to twist into it, and in the most 1,900 years of tradition, people are, are are led astray by this. So we're we're trying we're bringing clarity to a world of total confusion. Okay. That's what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, okay, we, so, some, so one question that I have today, some confusion, a lot of confusion. 
There's a lot of confusion about baptism by water and baptism by the fire of the Holy Spirit. And uh, should we be baptized by water? And what's the purpose of it? And how does the Holy Spirit come upon us um, after we accept Christ? Well, then again, it's it's what Christ are we accepting? Are, are we accepting the false Trinity God of the churches? And Jesus is God the Son and Son of God, always existing, three gods? Or are we accepting Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of Allah? So it, it depends what God we're even, we're even accepting. When, when uh, how, accept- does that, how, how, how does that reference with the baptism, baptism with water and baptism with fire of the Holy Spirit? Because I see that the disciples, even we're baptizing with water even after John was baptizing. And I see that after, the, I believe on the day of Pentecost, the, the spirit fell upon the disciples, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Um, and I know that it is transferred through the laying on of hands and stuff, it, it says. So what is the difference between water baptism and that baptism? And does the Church of Philadelphia that you're teaching, uh, God the Father, the begotten Son, and the Holy Spirit, is there baptism by water involved in that? Well, of course there's a baptism. The early church did believe Jesus was the Christ, the Son of a living God. They may have baptized people for I know Easter, we read, was a big time. And water baptism is the outward sign of what God He's, he's cleansed your soul. He's, he's washed away your past sins. And he's put his spirit in you. So it's a way to show your community, everyone around you in those days, that, that you've joined Jesus' true church. You were part of it. You have to remember this church you're talking of, they never even heard of this Trinity God. They were believing in the one God of Israel and his, his only begotten son who created to be the Savior. They earth and died for their sins. So water baptism is very important. It's an outward sign of what God did in a in a person's heart when they truly repented and came to the truth. So yeah, water water baptism. And I like everyone. You're breaking up again ancient. today. Your your phone is breaking up again today. Hello. Your whole community. Then now you're a Christian. You belong to God. So it was it was very important for people to do that. I'm sorry, all of that. I did and then not people hear would actually would probably come up and ask them a lot of a. Uh, it would open the door for people to ask them a lot of questions about their life and uh, things, and they could share their witness to God. Because our witness is really what God has done for us in our own personal life. That's our witness. So it'd be an, an opportunity for people because they're seeing this baptism ceremony. And they were down at the river washing their clothes, getting water, whatever. So the, the river back then was, was life. It's, not, it's a lot, little more different than today. But still, water baptism is important as an outward sign of what God has done within a believer's heart in the truth. I mean, you could bat, it's a lot of churches. It's Catholic churches, a lot of churches. Hello? Your it keeps going in and out. Hello?
Are you there? Hello? Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Hello? Hello? Hey, Lorraine, can you hear me? Yeah, the my phone went dead and I couldn't, the show is, I don't know, are we on the show? Yeah, we're doing the show. It's just with Wi-Fi, it's very difficult. You really need a cable and a highest speed broadcast, but we're back on. Oh, because I'm calling you on a different phone, too, because the other phone went off. And um, I totally lost on the baptism thing because it just went dead. It was like everything that you were well, talking about, baptism. Yeah, well, water baptism is important. It's the outward sign of what God does within our heart. He cleanses us from our sins and gives us the Holy Spirit when we come to his son as our Savior. So it's a very important thing. And then there, so, And then the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how does that happen? Well, God baptized the Holy Spirit, and the water is the outward sign of that we've received the Holy Spirit and cleansing. So maybe four, four times a year, the early church would would go down to the river and have a baptism ceremony for all the new converts, and then they would have an opportunity to show everyone in their community that, hey, they became a Christian. They're a follower of Jesus, is the Christ, the Son of a living God, and they can share their witness of what God has done for them. And it's also for uh, so washing it's, away sins, right? Well, it's the outward sign of what God has done through the Holy Spirit, yes. So but, what about the what about this church of Philadelphia? Does it do that because it doesn't have a church building? How does it do that? How do, how do the people, the members of this church have baptism? Well, you know, right now, the Church of Philadelphia, we read of in the book of Revelation, it does not exist or even as a as a network. Right now, there may be, I don't know, 100, 200, 300 people around the world. It's a very small amount of people that actually accept and follow the truth of the Bible. And I, I believe that through a mega lottery win, we will start the Church of Philadelphia and we'll broadcast it on a massive scale, and this will be the final sign that we are in the end times. Did this? No, a, lo- a, lo- a lottery win. I'm sorry. A lottery win would also include an inheritance or something like that, or a, a miracle gift from God from someplace else, wouldn't it? Or well, is this just lot? It needs. We need an incredible amount of money to do an incredible thing, and I don't have an inheritance, so unless. Unless uh, 
Elon Musk or someone, God, they decide to spend a billion dollars to start this final church. It's going to happen through through a lot of lotteries, almost at a billion dollars. So the money's right there to to do this. And, um, you you know, so it, it would be a real physical church and it would be there would be a lot of people identifying with it around the world. And this I church see. would have and the truth of God. It would it would have the power of God. So it would have the baptismal font too, a water baptismal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, there would be four times a year, and people I would see, see that on, on everything we do would be televised on YouTube and, and on the internet, so people could come and participate anywhere. If there was one little Church of Philadelphia building anywhere on this planet. Through the advent of the internet, everyone could come on Saturday or Sunday, right? I, I see. So, what day does this church hold holies? Well, this day, Saturday, and it always will be. But because of cultures and everything else, a lot of people can only uh, depends where it would be. They can maybe only attend on uh, a Sunday. Or they could only, or but they could turn watch it on tel, on YouTube any day they want. It, it wouldn't be limited to that, but one of a major when the church okay. is paganized Christianity, they, of course they gave up the Hebrew Sabbath day of Saturday and chose the pagan day of sun worship. That was a major. Before a building is uh, um, built, are you even considering um, doing live shows on YouTube and TikTok just from a room somewhere? Well, it's not just a question of a room. It's a question of having the money to advertise so people know it exists. I mean, this show exists. Maybe the Holy Spirit can lead a few people to it, but... It, it's just a question of you need money to advertise to make things known, especially in the Internet. When you have 56 million Bible prophecy related sites, it's pretty it's pretty confusing for people to find one show unless you have the money to, to really make it known. I see. And then that would make, you know, just it's an it would. It's I, the I, final move before the apocalypse, and people would be able to. They could go to their Bible. They can open it up to Revelation chapter three. They could see the Church of Philadelphia. They could see it has the power of God, and that's what they would be seeing in their life. And they would see this is the final move of God because He's going to raise up full remnant. I believe of 144,000 people. He's going. They're going to be a witness to this world. In, in and they're going to be taken out of this world in the first of two raptures. And then the apocalypse will begin. The great tribulation, this time of testing of the world. Okay, so, so chapter, um, which part is the Philadelphia? Okay, it's in chapter 3, verse 11. And to the angel of the Church of Philadelphia, right? These things say it's he that is holy, he that is true, he that is the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. 
Hey, stop right that. there, right. He's talking about a door. And later on, he gives the Church of Philadelphia believers an open door in the heaven. So the only, it's like a portal opens up. And only Jesus has the keys to that door. Only he can open that door and no man can shut it. And only he can shut it and no man can open it. And that's the same door we in foolish virgins. The door was open to the wise virgins and slammed shut to the foolish. That's a okay. parallel to this door. Okay, There's one door. question in, right. in verse 9. In verse 9, well, it goes on to say, I know thy works, behold, I set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, and thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast denied my name, and not denied my name. Then it says, behold, I will make them of a synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. What does that mean? Well, the synagogue of Satan is this, come, is this right now it's a secret Luciferic church. They believe they're the true chosen people, not, not Israel. They believe that the, uh, that the Aryan European race, a lot of them believe this, is, is the true, is the true uh, Israelites. Okay, so but he well, Church of Philadelphia. Me. Well, when the Church of Philadelphia is taken through open door in the heaven, the Antichrist is going to speak horrible, horrible, blasphemous things against them. And one day God will show them all that He loves the Church of Philadelphia and they were His. So the truth will be made known. So he he's talking to the Church of Philadelphia here within three verses and the third verse down on uh, verse nine he's now talking about a synagogue of satan that is not the philadelphia church correct no the church synagogue of satan is is the is the enemy of god in the church of philadelphia that's the illuminati that's the satanic religion that's coming they're going to actually believe that everyone that comes to lucifer is part of god's true true church and then God's going to show them all, nope, wasn't true, never was true. And then because, he's saying, because the church of Philadelphia, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee in the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Right. right? So that, that's so, Right. These are the only believers, a small group, I'll say 144,000 people, that are going to escape the coming apocalypse and the first of two raptures because they're already, they're tried, they're tested, they earn their crown of life. There's no reason for them to endure anymore. They were already ready for how they're taken. And they have so, not denied his name. See, they have not denied who Jesus is, the Christ, the Son of a living God. They're not part of this paganization of Christianity. They're apart from it. They've come out of it. But okay. um, we're going to take a quick okay. break here, okay? okay? Okay. Take a quick little break, and we'll be um, right back.
welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Blog Talk, stadiumsrapture.com.org, a man site. I'm here with my co-host, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. Uh, so, so, so there's ten churches in Asia that he speaks to, and one of them is the Church of Philadelphia, correct? Right. This was in 96 AD. And the reason that God chose those seven churches was one church was doing what he said to do. And they were worthy. They were on the path to heaven. And all the other churches were doing something completely wrong. So he picked the six churches that were doing different things wrong. And it's to the, all these churches, Jesus said, yeah, you're doing A, B, and C that's very good. But you're also doing X, Y, and Z that's very bad. Repent and stop doing these things. Or he's going to bring great judgment and calculation and kill their children with death. So it's obvious what he was talking in 96 AD is, is, is transcends time and space. It's talking about right now, 2023 AD. I see. So the church of Philadelphia is the only church where people are going to be raptured from. Is that what you're saying in the first right. rapture? They're the only people I, walking in the spirit and truth. They're the only believers that are not denying Jesus' name, that are confessing him as the Christ, the Son of a living God. Yes, and they're the only believers that will be taken in the first of two raptures. I see. But and they'll be a very vocal group. You know, when, when God, right, when this church of Philadelphia explodes on the world scene, they'll be very vocal. They'll almost be speaking in, in, in a capacity of a prophet because they're going to be saying what's going to happen into heaven in the first of two raptures, and then the world's going to face the time of testing. And they're going to be speaking out against every other lie of a church's as well. So they're going to face a lot of persecution and heat uh, from from these fallen churches. There's no doubt about that at all. I see. So this church here in Philadelphia that you're you're pastoring is the one true church because you believe that God is the Father, that Jesus is the only begotten Son, created. Uh, uh, how, what's the difference between born and created by God or begotten by God? What was that difference again? I'm sorry. Well, the only difference is Jesus was created from His Father where all other creation is apart from God. It's made of the elements of the earth. Jesus is whatever his father is. His father is a spirit, an eternal spirit, so he became an eternal spirit. He's sort he of like born. a clone of his father, but he's not his father. He's he's his son. And but Jesus, he was, w- he was what? He was born fleshly virgin mother, right? Well, Jesus, but, before... Before Mary, before Jesus came into the earth as a baby, before the universe was created, God brought his son into existence. Jesus said he's the true witness of God. He he saw the earth being formed. He saw he's the true witness of creation. That's what he says in Revelation 3.15. He's the true witness of God. Okay. And so he was he was formed by God before 
or he was he was thought of by God before. Well, he was he was in God's mind, but but he was actually brought into existence before the creation of the world. That's what the Bible says. He's the witness. He watched creation. He's the true witness of God. He saw what his father created. Okay. And then he and he became the word of God made flesh. He actually walked the earth. God's son walked the earth, showing us the way back, the way back to his father. So I'd really call God Father. For those that come to Jesus, I'd really call him Father God. Call him God the Father. That's already falling into that Trinity trap. So, so long. I mean, we're talking. If you say God the Father or God is the Father, which one is it again? Well, to say God or Father God is much more accurate than God the Father because it's it's falling into this Trinity language. God the Father, God the Son. It's, it's not the way Christianity really was or is. It's what man made it. Where so, you were looking... Should we just say Yahweh or? Well, well, Yahweh isn't the true name of God either. There's no W in Hebrew. That's another man-made uh, thing churches created. The the true name of God wasn't Yahweh or Jehovah it, because there's no J or W in Hebrew. Two-letter so you, alphabet. So you can't pronounce it. You said earlier or something. Well, right? you can't. You can't without the vowels. The way God's name in English, Y-H-V-H. In Hebrew, it's yad Hey vav Hey. But if you add the missing letters, you get the true name of God. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name to the Pharisees, and you don't receive me. And one will come in his own name, the Antichrist, and he'll, him you'll receive. That's a, that's a prophecy. But when Jesus said he comes in his father's name, Jesus' name in Hebrew was Yeshua, which meant salvation. If you a little bit to Yahshua, that's the true name of God, and that would mean God is my salvation. So it's how okay. he was pronouncing it, and that really enraged the Pharisees even more. That here's Jesus walking around everywhere he goes saying the, the hidden true name of God to everyone. But that's just more of the falsehood of, I mean, Christianity has become such a twisted fake religion, and God right now is preparing people out of these fallen Trinity churches, Catholic and Protestant, out of the Mormon churches, out of the Jehovah Witnesses, out of all these false churches. And he says let seven times in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, let he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And there will be. 144,000 people, minimum, that will respond. They'll realize this is it. This is the final call. This is the end times. The okay, first of two people will become. Right. The 104 are these elders spoken about in chapter 14 that are going to have a new song that nobody else understands. Is that the 144 you're talking about? No, the 144,000 who Barbara Church of Philadelphia become the 24 elders in the book of Revelation. Okay, I'm looking at the book of Revelation, chapter 14. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne. Chapter 14. For the 
four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn the song, but the 144,000. That's the 144 years out? Well, that's talking about the 144,000 Hebrew prophets that God raises up after the first rapture and after the Antichrist comes. See, once the 144,000 are taken from all people, tribes, tongues, and nation, and the Antichrist comes, God returns the Holy Spirit back back. He calls 144,000 young male Hebrew boys to become the end times prophets. Okay. And they too will be wrapped, taken up in the heaven in a rapture event, or they'll be so the Antichrist can't kill them because he will come after. 244,000. You got the first 144,000 you're saying from the. Church of Philadelphia, you got the 144,000 Hebrew, um, uh, young Hebrews here that are going to teach that become the elders and have a new song. And then you've no. got the... right. Okay, nope. go on. Go on. I was going to say there's really three raptures then, isn't there? Well, there will be three rapture events, but concerning Christians, people that are believing Jesus is the Christ, the Son of a living God, there's two rapture events. There's one before the tribulation for the Church of Philadelphia and one for the tribulation saints for everyone who repents during this darkest time of human history where I'd say maybe 95% of these people will be martyred for their faith. Very few will uh, not have been killed during this coming Holocaust. It's going to last three and a half years. So let's say on day 1,260, the Antichrist has killed um, 95% of the of, of the saints that have repented. Percent will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. He's not going to leave them down here when he pours his wrath out upon the world. But on that thought, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Doomsday Talk Radio, okay? Thank you. Let this sink in, and we'll ask more questions and more answers. Okay. Thanks.
Hey, hello, and welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Block Talk, satansrapture.com, rapture.org, or band site. I'm here with my co-host, Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine. Hey. You know, in that song, Running With The Devil, it shows that there's only two things a person can be doing today. They're either running with the devil or they're walking with Jesus in spirit and truth. They're either destruction, the highway to hell, or they're one of a few who are walking with Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God. In this case, it's very black and white. There's there's no gray area at all. There's none at all. You're either running with the devil or you're walking with Jesus. And, you know, God is calling. He's calling a billion billions of people out of these fallen churches and to follow him in spirit and truth. And the vast majority of people are are just hardening their heart. And they're they're continuing on their path. They're not listening to the Holy Spirit, and they're uh, they're even going to the place of casting out the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, which is insanity. But that's and, how insane. Uh, their identity is lost. Their identity right. is lost, right? Because their identity is in something false. You know, it's just what Satan did. The churches did not have to accept this pagan trinity. It's just like Santa Claus. No other religion in the world accepted Santa but Christianity. It's so sad. You know, the Hindus said, we're not going to lie to our children about Santa. And the Muslims said, we're not going to lie to our children about Santa. And the Jewish religion and the Satan religion and Wiccans and uh, witches and and, uh, Buddhists, they said, we're not going to lie to our children about Santa. But in 1933, the churches just jumped on Santa Claus and never let go. They won't let go of that lie either. So they hold on to that lie. It's really just become a house of lies, a falsehood. And they just won't let go. But there will be 144,000 people who will hear the call and will respond. And they will be extremely vocal and will have the power of God. So they each one of these... The call would be to come out of these fallen Trinity churches and follow Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God. Okay. It's every lie so, that comes with the Trinity. So your your broadcast is like comparative to saying um, in chapter 14 of Revelation, fear God and give glory to him for the hour right, well, of judgment. Is, broadcast, right, is, is a warning. It's a prophetic warning to people. The end is coming. And I'm correctly interpreting Bible prophecy. I'm saying this is what's coming. Great judgment is coming upon this world. And everything in the weather, in, in, in the plagues, in earthquakes, all, all seismic activity is up. Right now, California is experiencing one of the worst storms they've ever had where it's going to cause severe winds, flooding, mudslides, everything. Parts of California could be utterly destroyed in the next week. So where people are seeing, we're living in very dark times, global pandemics. And they just fall in churches. It's like the Titanic is going down, Lorraine. And I say there's a lifeboat. Get in the lifeboat. But people just cling to the railing of the Titanic even harder. And they're going to go right down with it. And for the past 38 years, you've been telling people 
get in the lifeboat. Right. Leave these fallen churches, get into the lifeboat. Follow Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God. A few people have, and it may be around the world, there may be a thousand people who, who are in this place. There may be another, there's more people that are confused. There's more people that are afraid. There's many reasons why people don't leave these fallen churches. But one, fear is a major reason. But fear of what will happen if they speak the truth. But one day, the the great fear of being left behind is going to outweigh the little fear. And the people that do profess the Church of Philadelphia soon, they will be people that are extremely vocal. I mean, they will will be out there. Each one in themselves will almost be speaking as a prophet. Each one in themselves will be a witness to Jesus and the truth. And, of course, when you speak, when you denounce the lies of the churches, you're always going to bring heat down upon yourself. You can't escape persecution. It's either some now for the truth, the worst persecution possible when the Antichrist comes, if your people finally repent. You can't escape persecution. Truth, the sword of the you have the sword of the word and you have the definitely the belt of truth wearing that in your helmet of salvation. What is the helmet of salvation? Well, the helmet it's all it all represents the truth. That was just an analogy Paul made about about the truth saying is the truth of God. The helmet of salvation would be who Jesus is. The sword of a spirit, the truth, is who Jesus is. Everything comes down to is who is Jesus? Where's your identity in? Is it in what's true or is it in what's false? Where is your where is your faith at? And the, sadly, but the best a billion one point four billion quote Christians have their faith in this fake Trinity God. And well, they have a lot of them born no power into it, you know, generation goes on and on. And you've got the old wineskins and the new wineskins, and they're born into it, and they don't really see the 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 magnitude of what you're saying is that Jesus Christ is not God. That's what no, you're he's not God. He he's never taught he's the God. God. The Son and of so God. It's a big difference, right? Yeah. So a lot of people that are born into it, they they have not even heard anything like this. They've been in these churches and engrafted in. They have the Holy Spirit. They do have the Holy Spirit showing them when they hear about the Trinity, something's wrong. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you have to give the Holy Spirit a little more credit. credit. You know, he's trying to strive with these people. He's showing them if they'll read the Bible for themselves, that something's wrong. When they have a pastor get up and say, God walked the earth, and they're reading the, if they read the Bible for themselves, they're going to realize God never walked the earth. When Jesus, when, it, when they, if they read Matthew 16 for themselves, Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of a living God. So, I mean, there's enough there. The Holy Spirit is striving with people. But they're holding on to this tradition that they're taught. Right. So it's much harder when people are, when they're raised in a lie, when they're born into a lie. And that's why they need, they need an external voice. It's big. You know what I mean? Something. 
What's that, Lauren? God, you're saying God did not walk the earth, but in Genesis, when the fall was he not um, in the garden walking? Didn't he used to in walk the, with? Uh, in the Garden of Eden, God was walking in the garden, but after the garden thing, he never walked the earth again. I see. But but that was in the garden. And that, it's hard it's hard to really see. You know, we look deeply into the Hebrew and the words used. But it probably was the only time God ever walked the earth. But, I mean, when people hear this, God was born in a manger. No, God wasn't born in a manger. The Son of God was born in a manger. So people are hearing things, and the Holy Spirit is showing them something's wrong. Most people know there's something wrong with the Trinity. And if they talk to their pastor, they're just going to get the tip response from their school it's a divine mystery or they'll say it's like an egg uh you have the yolk the white and the shell but that would be that's not what jesus taught god is it's not what the old testament taught god is there's one god who created everything revealed himself in the hebrew scripture that's the god of the bible and he one day before days before time created begot a son from himself to be the Savior. So that's who Jesus is. It's very important who he is. You can't switch who he is and then expect to have God because you don't. And that's the problem with the churches. They've they've exchanged who God is for a lie in every way. They've created a paganized religion. It has no power. God said, do, you know, God gave us free will, right? So the church has created a paganized religion. God allowed them to. But he doesn't he doesn't empower it. And that's why like millions and millions and millions of Christians died and died and died. And then they the people started to realize these, these priests, these churches have no power. They had no power over this plague. And they were just dying and dying and dying. And that didn't deter them. No, nothing does. But you're right, people were born into this lie. They and God God can use a global broadcast to call 144,000 people and into the truth. You know, you look at that number, 144,000, it's a drop in the bucket in one respect, but then it's two, two Super Bowl stadiums around the throne of God. So it depends where, wherever church is on earth, scattered around earth or in heaven. But if there's one building, where there's, say, 15, 20, 30 true you know, believers, the power of God will be there, and the world will see the mercy of in the Bible. You know, let's face it, people, we're not seeing the power of God um, on the world scene today as we read of in the Bible. If we did, it would be a major, major news media event. We just don't see it, anything like that happening anywhere anywhere and and um that's because the church is following falsehood and they just won't love it we're born into it and jesus had a strong warning he said beware of the traditions of men because they make powerless the word of god have you ever heard that verse i think so yeah yeah well that's what we're saying and it's not just the church i mean once a person you know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, 
and I know them and they follow me. Well, his voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the voice is saying that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of a living God. So it's like Jesus is walking north, and those that are listening to the Holy Spirit, the few are walking north. And the devil's saying Jesus is a trinity, God the Son. And that's they're they're following in the wrong direction. They're not followed they're not led of the Holy Spirit. They're being led by the devil. And that's why they have no power. Yeah, you know, the churches like used to they used to burn people where did Jesus say to burn people on a stake if they're a witch? Nowhere. He said to tell them the truth. Pray for them, not burn them on stakes. It's just one example how, how twisted the church once you start to listen to the Trinity, there's no, there's no, it's endless how much confusion and lies the devil leads you into. Especially about salvation. Salvation has become, belief in the Trinity is salvation. If you believe in the Trinity, you're going to heaven. If you don't believe in the Trinity, you're not going to heaven. That's what they actually teach. Nothing to do with how you live your life. It's all about believing in the Trinity. That's how degenerated most of Christianity is today. It's not what Jesus taught. If people would read his words for themselves, but they don't. They go to a church. They're hearing the pastor. He's telling them what they want to hear, and they're happy with it, right? Well, they believe that what they're hearing mm-hmm. is being preached is the truth, so they're misled under, a, you know, the deception. But the Holy really Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is striving with their heart. He's saying, you know, what this pastor's saying is false. This isn't true. Read this verse. Read the Bible, but they don't want to. And the Holy okay, Spirit. Okay, what about is, a person comes a reputable mind? What about a person that is turned and God says, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done trying to witness to you. You're it's not, not listening." That God says He's done. It's when a person is so hard in their heart they can't hear God anymore. Then they become, then they have a reprobated mind. Then they're totally lost in their sin. Then they can't repent because they, they, they've totally hardened their heart to God. But there, there's at least, there's at least 144,000 people out there in this world that are right now are thinking about God. That are a few have come to God, and they're going to come. Final movement of God. And during the tribulation, there'll be maybe 300 million people to reject the Antichrist and his lie that we become, we can become a God. And set is the path to heaven. They'll reject insanity. They're going to really be persecuted for their faith. That's what Jesus warns us. He warns us clearly. Well, but... We leave uh, our families, our homes, and everything for his sake, then... Um, and we'll be okay, right? Well, he's saying we may have things may come to that in life because of the truth. We we may lose things in this life, but he says, but you'll receive a thousand times more in this life and in the world to come. But you will lose things for the gospel. There's no doubt about it. That's one reason people don't want to come out of these Trinity churches. They're afraid. They're afraid they could lose their job, their husband, their wife, standing in the community, everything, because it's all based on Trinity. And with Trinity comes every other lie of 
salvation by faith alone, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, it just never ends. Once you start, well, once you, once you go down the Trinity path. I'm sorry, believing in God the Father, the begotten Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is just not enough. You have to do something, right? Well, you have to follow Jesus. Not just believe in Well, to believe in Jesus means to trust in him. If you trust in him, you'll do what he says. So it's following his words in red versus what we want. It's actually, that's what it means to believe in Jesus. It means to trust in him. How do you trust in him? You trust in his words. It's just like if I said a global famine is coming, start stocking up on food and water. Well, people that believe in me, believe in what I'm saying from God, will act upon what And people that don't believe in me won't. It's the same thing with Jesus. Those that truly believe in him as the son of God will follow what he said to do in red. People that don't truly believe what he said won't follow what he said in red. So it really comes down to what are we really following? He gave one great commandment. He gave two commandments. Two commandments. So that's what we're only supposed to really follow? Well, he said to love the Lord your God, God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To give your total loyalty to God. In all your decisions, do what God wants rather than what man wants. And then love your neighbor as yourself. You're talking God the Father. God, Father God, right. God the Father, the only God that exists. Even though it says Lord, L-O-R-D, if it's in capital. Jesus didn't stand there, right. Jesus didn't say, I am God, love me. He said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love. He's talking but about he his father. Lord and he used the word Lord, and Jesus is referred to also as Lord and Savior. So there could be a big confusion, but you no, also well, said that. There's, when it says Lord in English, it really means Y-H-B-H. It's the Tetragrammaton. When it calls Jesus Lord in the Bible, Little L, small L-O-R-D. He's Lord of the churches. He's the head of the churches. He's not the Lord God. Yeah, so you brought it to my attention uh, while we were talking at one point where uh, when it's in all caps in the King James Version, that's talking about God. Right, when it's in all caps, the word Lord. Right, when it's in all caps and Lord in the English translation, in the Hebrew translation, it's hey or y h b h in he in in English. They should have never okay. even put in the word Lord. They should have put in y h v h. But you have to remember, the people that translated the Bible from Hebrew and Greek and Latin into English all were all, already believed in the Trinity. They had a preconceived notion, so they translated a lot of things in scripture to favor trinity rather than um the, the truth so they used the word baptized those in two incidences that the capitalized lord means why uh, means god the that's father. god that's father god god, god and the creator the lowercase right. lord means jesus christ jesus the right. christ right just okay. like in all paul's letters I don't agree with everything Paul wrote, 
he's just a man, but he made some errors. But in all Paul's letters, he starts off, Blessed be God, the Father of all, and his Son, the Lord Jesus. Just like David said, the Lord, big L-O-R-D, said to my Lord, who was Jesus. So David was really the first true Christian, first Christian. He was the first follower of Jesus. Okay. But it's like you said, Jesus is not God. He never thought he's God, the son of a living God. And to say Jesus is God really waters down God's sacrifice of the world that he gave uh, God number God number one gave God number two. No, God gave his only begotten son. Begotten means created, brought into existence. It's a big difference. It, it's a it's a very big difference. But the Trinity is just the Trinity, and with the Trinity, like I said, it's not just the churches have Trinity wrong and everything else is right. No, once you accept the Trinity, the devil will lead you into as much as possible uh salvation by belief in the trinity alone that's another great lie of a devil just believe in the trinity you're going to heaven look at that lie right. jesus well, never taught it, that it, it, if that was possible why would we even have all the words wouldn't even have it we would just have a what we'd have a three-sentence bible believe exactly. believe god well, is the well, trinity we, and you're guaranteed heaven but it's not what's there there's right. a lot what of things jesus taught Pretty funny. There's a actually. lot, right? But there's a yeah, there's a lot for Jesus. He taught us to do. But um, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Meaning you care about your own needs. Well, care about your brother's needs too, especially the brethren, those that believe as you do that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of a Living God, because they're the ones in this world that are really going to get persecuted by the churches. Today, the world really doesn't care much whether you believe in Trinity or Jesus is the Son of God. But to your main persecution today is from, quote, churches. In the future, the world will care very much if you don't believe in the Antichrist. Then it's going to get very dark. and Then it's going to become horrifically dark. Well, I think it's going to, get, it's going to start getting really dark with the food shortages and stuff and the water shortages and and right. uh, it's you're, there's going to be a lot of chaos. Bitter world order, and uh, you know the world order church, and the you know the one world church, and the one banking order, you know, and all this. Nothing's going to be in order. It's going to be chaos. Right, but the the Illuminati, the, the satanic people to run this world, believe through chaos shall come order, the new world order. You know, when there's enough chaos, people will be screaming for order, and they'll get order, the new world order of Lucifer. That's what's coming. Slowly, they want to create this chaos. So we're heading into a digital world. Within the next two or three years, we're we're going to see, a, we're going to see, as they call it, CBDC, a centralized bank digital currency. They're going to phase out cash money. We're going to be living in a total digital age. They're talking about a digital ID card where your entire life is put on a little digital card that you'll carry around. And eventually that digital card will be transferred to your body. The right. digital scannable and you, and, tattoo, and, and, which is the mark of the you beast. Know, you better hope 
I, I used to be a data processor and, and process databases and stuff, and there's like one record number for each person, okay? And then there's the string of information that goes with that. And if they ever get the record number and, the and you know, get this just one line off, okay, if they mess up something there just with the record management, you could become somebody else very quickly. Right. We only have a minute left. Just, That's true. But all the information of a person will be on this little digital ID card and eventually transfer it to your body in a digital scannable tattoo. That's where we're heading. That's where the world's and heading. You were saying something about the, the, the tattoo that you think it's going to look like to me personally. Is that something you would share with everybody? Well, the Bible says it's going to be the, either the number of the beast, which is 666-666, his name, which is his Buddhic name, or uh, the name of the beast, or, or, or his mark, which will probably be a pentagram. So th this is coming to the world. That'll be on people's foreheads, so it'll be easily identified. Bang, you'll be able to see who ha who initiated and who hasn't. So we're headed into the most darkest, most horrific time in human history. But before this happens, God will raise up his, his faithful remnant church, the Church of Philadelphia. And that's what this broadcast is all about. Hallelujah. Yep. And that's what we keep doing it. Because soon this will become a reality. It's just is going to take an incredible amount of funding to make this known. To take, we only have a few. That's what it would take. But anyway, thank you for listening. We're out of time. Uh, God bless and take care. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 